Our guest this week is one of the fastest growing independent country artists in the game. When I think of people who are taking full advantage of today's social media landscape to grow their career, I think of this human being. Popping up on the Billboard Emerging Artist Charts, the Billboard Digital Sale Charts, and to get a song at number one on the all-genre iTunes charts as an independent artist is a really big deal. And our guest has done just that and a whole lot more. I think our guest this week is so talented and so kind, and I think we'll be seeing her at the top of these charts many, many more times. We've been in the same friend group for what feels like forever, but we've never really had the chance to just sit down and chat and get to know each other. So I'm very excited to announce that our guest this week is Haley Mae Campbell. Hello, friend. Wow, How are you, you make doing? me sound so cool. That's because you're so cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Heck, yeah. Well, well cheers. We have a, mm. a coffee-tea combo going yes, on. Yes, we do. It's afternoon. the perfect combo. The best. Mm. The best. We were just talking about some of our mutual friends. Like, that's kind of what I said in the intro. I feel like I've known of you. I've known you. We've met a few times. Yes. Just kind of in passing and like, hey, what's up? But I've never gotten to just like sit and hang and I chat. Know. So my podcast is basically just an excuse for me to either meet people for the first time or to get to know people better <laughs> and it. yeah, just catch up with old friends. So welcome. Thank you for being on the pod. Thanks for having we appreciate me. you. Of course. Uh, my first question is just like, why Nashville? Why country music? Like how did you get here and why, why country? Yeah. Um, well I spent a lot of my young life fighting being in country, which is mm. kind of funny. Um, I didn't grow up listening to country music. Really. I grew up listening to kind of like a lot of bluegrass and Americana and like Rockabilly, sure. you know what that is like my parents' favorite band was like the old 97s, okay, which is like not a band that kids should listen to, sure. probably. But <laughs> we're just in the back of the station wagon, like rocking out. I love it. And so, I kind of grew up listening to a lot of that, like Alison Krauss, that kind love of Alice like country, but like not country radio, if sure. that makes sense. Um, so when I started writing songs and I picked up a guitar at like 13, I was like writing these very story based songs, but I was like, no, like country's not cool. Like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was a little emo indie kid <laughs> when I was in middle school, the side bang and yes. the whole nine. But I was like, no, like I'm going to do like folk rock music or pop rock music, mm -hmm. something that's, you know, cool and you know, whatever. So I was kind of trying to chase that down and figure that out. And I put out like a folk rock style EP, mm. um, after I had put out like, I went to Nashville and I did the whole like band in a studio hired session musicians yep. album. I did that when I was like 15 and I put it out when I was 16 and I was like, no. <laughs> I did I the had, same thing. Yes. And, I mean, it was probably the same for you. I had no creative control. None. They just like took my songs as they were like on a work tape and it was like two passes through and it was done. And then I did five days of vocals. So mm -hmm. I definitely kind of just rebelled against like that aspect of it. Sure. It maybe wasn't country, but like that's my only experience with it at the time. Yeah, which so would have been tough. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just a good learning experience. But of course. I went back to Charleston and I kind of gathered some of my ragtag musical friends and I was like, hey, like we're going to be in a band and like we're going to play music and you don't have a choice. So, <laughs> And one of them is sitting in that room. Nice. Ryan's been with me since the very Shout beginning. So he's been all through all my loops and turns <laughs> and twists. But I put out this folk rock EP and I was like, OK, I'm kind of getting the hang of like the creative control and arranging and all that stuff. Sure. And then I basically was just getting booked by the local radio stations to do all these, you know, the opening slots yeah. for when you know whoever's doing on their radio tour comes through and they like to have a local act and I was kind of in the easy to grab pile for that just kind of being one of the few people in Charleston that were doing music in general and I just every time I did it I was like oh that's pretty cool like yeah, I got to open yeah. for 
like Dan and Shay back no in the day when they were just starting out with, um, you know, their first singles and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like I just started to learn more about it. And then I remember I was like driving when I first got my license and somewhere with you by Kenny Chesney came on the radio mm -hmm. and I was like, all right. All right, let me <laughs> let me let me take a minute and like learn a little bit more about this country music thing. I love that that's the song because I think about that song. song all the time as like it's a one of benchmark my of like just country music. Yeah, that is so cool and yet progressive, but yet is so country. Yeah, it's amazing. Exactly, and I was just like, I need to know everything about this. Yeah. So it was like all signs point to Nashville, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm country, and then I kind of just embraced it yeah. and spent the next obviously few years kind of finding what my niche and my sound right. was in the genre but yeah that was the song that really kind of made me realize country was cool <laughs> I, I love kenny so kenny, thanks kenny yeah i mean i my big dream and goal is to like play a football stadium and that comes from going to see kenny chesney yeah. growing up because he would come to mile high stadium and i felt the same way like just a guy who i was like i don't know what that is but I want to do that. Yes, exactly. It's just super cool. That's so funny that we have like kind of him in common. Mm -hmm. I think he just probably has inspired so many more people oh. than he even could ever find. The goat. Thanks, yes. Kenny. We love you because we know you're listening for sure. Yes, we um, are listening. <laughs> I thought we were like maybe had him up there. I was oh, like, I'm yeah. looking. Am I looking for him? No, he's just up there. We have Garth who looks on us. You know. I'll find you some kind of Kenny thing. I'll find yeah, you perfect. <laughs> Note to self: We need some Kenny on the on the shelf. On the shelf. So okay, you move here. You're doing your thing. You're finding your way. What pointed you towards the internet, reels, TikTok? Obviously, you've had a ton of success on there. I think that's a big part of uh, your song, Never Been In Love, yeah. doing what it's done, which has been huge, especially for an independent artist. Yeah, what was crazy. the, like, inspiration or, like, what drew you to that way to put your music out there like you have? Yeah, I mean, I definitely was was not one of the first, and I think I just kind of watched, you know, friends of mine like Priscilla Block and mm -hmm. Lily Rose, um, you know, kind of – take that path and I kind of got on TikTok when a lot of other people did during the early days of the pandemic just to entertain myself and mm -hmm. then you know I was posting for fun and it was a few like months into it that I was like okay like this could really be like a good tool and you know just took kind of a lot of trial and error of finding like what works what doesn't and I think it's different for everybody um and eventually just you know I wanted to put out never been in love and I was like, okay, well, like, what's, what's going to get people excited about this song? What's, like, what part of this story can people invest their, their heart mm -hmm. and souls in? And I think I found it, and I think that that's the only explanation of, you know, why the song did and continues to do what it's done. It's a really, really huge game changer for me. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. I, I love how you talked about, because I think about this all the time, it's like you write the song, and then you're actually thinking of hooks about the song on the internet, which is a, a weird, percent. like, double so creative weird. thing. It's like, now you don't just have to write the song. You have to think about why that song is special, what about it is hooky. Mm -hmm. And, like, the song or the video that blew up for you was in the car. Yep. Tell, tell me that story. Like, how did you think of that? And kind of take me through that video blowing up. Like, what was your reaction? Like, what happened? Yeah, exactly. It's, um, of course, you know, I had seen the trend of the the car videos. and mm -hmm. But at that point, most of the ones that I had seen were just kind of people by themselves in the car, if that makes sense. And yeah. I kind of wanted to do something that was, you know, at least a little bit um, 
you know, different from that and kind of show like an aspect into like the inspiration of the song. So I have like my boyfriend in the car with me and I'm showing him the song, which is kind of the part that people fell in love with. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so endearing. It's so Um, cute. Yeah, it, it just turned out great. And I thought this is definitely, you know, I think when people get a chance to see why you wrote a song, that's the part that they can really get behind and obviously you you also agree when it's a bop it just makes it even better (laughs) so it was you know just a great happy upbeat song and at that time also I think a lot of the songs that were going viral were like really sad so it was like you know like everybody was telling me like it's you're gonna be fighting an uphill battle like happy songs don't go viral and I was like well you know we're gonna find out so I I, was glad that it was a happy song because I just like you know my goal is just to make people happy make people feel you know like they can escape their every day with listening to that and you know I think it was just a great combination of timing and and effort that worked out yeah no I love it did you guys put out a wedding version of that song does it have like a strip we have yeah like a first dance version where we like even actually slowed it down a little bit and and we added actually we had Ian play cello on it it's so beautiful I love it so much yeah but I've had people tag me in their videos that's what I was gonna ask yeah I'm sure you have it's such a first danceable song yeah we wanted to make it make a version like that but I remember even I've seen videos of people just like dancing to the original (laughs) at their wedding and I'm like cool like do you think? Let's get it going. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Either way, but yeah, it's it's been really cool to see that, and it's just a way to, I don't know, that's when it feels the most real to me, when you, like, are seeing the way that other people are, like, taking something you made and bringing it into their own life and their own story, and, like, on one of the most important days of their life, you're like, okay, yeah. like, this is real. I'm really out here doing this. No, so. there's, there's not a cooler it's feeling It's one of the most rewarding that. things. It's incredible. Yeah. What do you feel like... Um, are some of your goals or like what are some things that you'd like to see happen? You've seen some success, obviously online. Do you want to sign a deal? Are you like industry focused? Are you more focused on just growing this thing? Like, cause I, I think we're in a class and a group of people who there's lots of different ways to go about yeah. it. And like, you can even look at somebody like Priscilla who signed totally. a big deal and it's working for her. I think we all have friends who have signed big deals and it maybe hasn't, hasn't gone the way that they wanted to. We also have friends like, you know, Cooper Allen, who's like selling hundreds and hundreds of tickets and he doesn't have a deal. (laughs) So there's so many avenues. Do you kind of see yourself fitting in any of those or none of those or tell me everything? Yeah. I mean, my dream has always been to, I think the most important thing for me is, is playing shows, being on the road, like almost similar to you. Like I want to, I want to be headlining the arena someday, you know? And I think for country music, a huge part of that is still country radio. So, I mean, for me, definitely a dream and a goal would be to have a number one on country radio. And Mm -hmm. I think that would be the aspect that would make me, you know, want to maybe work with a label someday. And if that was kind of their mindset and approach as well, you know, I think that's a great thing that Priscilla did. Like, I know Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm not signing anywhere unless you're taking me to radio. So I really admired that. And I love that she did that because there are so many things you can do. I mean, you can do almost everything by yourself these days if you continue to grow your, you know, your fan base and your brand and everything. So I think that that would be, that would be the goal for me would be to find some, a team that like wants to get on board with that dream and, and kind of wants to make that work and make that happen. But yeah, I'm open to any and all avenues. Honestly, I'm just, 
you know, putting out the music I love, and I just want somebody who's going to be, like, really bought in on that. Yeah, you need a champion who, and I think you need a champion who understands what you do well, which is, like, understanding the internet and doing that game. I'm in a pretty similar boat where I I don't feel like I can go through the old label system, but I know that I need country radio, so it's, like, this very interesting place, especially in history, where TikTok's new, the labels are old. Do yeah. they adapt? Does TikTok change? Like, right. the internet is in this weird phase. I'm, I'm really curious to see, especially our class of human beings who are in town at kind of at the same time doing the same thing, what yeah. shakes out and, like, how that plays out in the yeah. end. Yeah, I know? think we're in a really, like, transitional time, and it's either going to it's gonna go one of, like, a lot of ways <laughs> yeah. and, like, shake out, and I'm just, I can't wait to see what, like, what becomes the new normal, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I'm, I'm super curious in... In five or ten years, do massive record labels still, is that just like by far and away the, the way that people break? Or is it right. purely internet and it's more manager slash manager companies or like mini label services mm-hmm. companies? Like, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's a little yeah. scary. <laughs> it's super scary. <laughs> well, it's super scary to be in our in our place, but I think it's also, I, you know, I'm a, just an optimist. You're a serial optimist. That's I'm a serial for sure. optimist. I think that it's it's one of the coolest opportunities in history because like, to be in the 90s and like I've said this on here before, but like to be in the 90s and have to go to Tootsie's and just pray that Mike Dungan is grabbing a beer at the right time during the right song when you hit the note and he goes, whoa, who is that person? Yeah. Versus insane. Now he's just getting an email from his whole team going, have you heard Never Been In Love? Right. Exactly. Did you see this person on the chart? Did you like we just have so much autonomy and I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And we can like find anyone's email address. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, did you see my but you know, right. It always comes when it helps when it comes from a Friend of a friend. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> so it I'm going to stop me. Yeah, I'm going to move into what I think is my favorite part of the yes. interview, which is asking the big old why are we here questions. Um, so I'm going to start off with what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever been given? Oh, um, be careful what you write. You might have to sing it forever. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me everything. Have you ever had a song where like, I mean, you put out an EP and then took it down. So you yes, are in the same boat, <laughs> which I've done twice in my life. I did something at like 19 and 21 that yeah. I hope dies in the <laughs> furthest hole that can ever die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've been like down that road. Is that something that you think about now a ton when you write songs? It totally is. Um, I think we, we joke about it, my band and I, because I mean, obviously never been in love is kind of becoming one of those songs that like it'd be surprising if I didn't if I wasn't playing that song like 10 years from now right. just because of like what it's done and everything. 100%. And we all joke. We're like, whew, thank God we hate this one the least. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, when you play a song so many times and you don't get bored of it, that's when you know it's a it's a gem. So you know. we, we, we joke about it. And I, I do think about it, though, when I'm writing and releasing. Um, you know, is this something that I'm going to stand by mm-hmm. years from now? And, and you can only do the best you can in the moment. But yeah. sometimes you take down those old... EPs and you you start over and it's what just kills life. me almost more is having an awesome song, being like, wish we would have rewrote the bridge. Oh, I wish that second verse detail and this is like you, you know get super nitty gritty. But like, I wish that second verse detail was just a little bit more personal. Yeah, and that like because I'm the same way. I, I played six shows in eight days and like, without saying outing myself, there's this one detail in this one song and every time I hear it, I'm like, I just don't connect with that. And I yeah. wish that I did. And it it now just pushes me when I'm in the writer's room to be like, okay, 
I do. It's just to yes. follow your advice. I do have to sing this every night. Yeah. So I better love the second verse. Yeah. Because right I now it's just like, no, totally. we got it. Like, no, beat it. <laughs> exactly. And especially when you know you're writing it for you, I think like that's something I've been working on is like being not afraid to to say like, okay, but this is how I would say it. Exactly. And if I'm the one saying it, then I want to figure out how to say it exactly how I want to because yeah. it's going to be more obvious to like the fans and the people listening that it is authentic. And it's so important with today's just all goes back to the social media. Like people want to know you and they want to know yes. what you think and what you feel. And that's why they're buying in to these, you know, artists that are somewhat underground right, and, and right. independent. So it's, I totally relate to that. And I think the reason why something like your, all of your music is working is because the like video in the car with your boyfriend, it's real. You can't like, yeah, you can't, manufactured that lyric or that story. Yeah. And I think that's like what fans are, especially nowadays, I think, um, you know, back to like the nineties, early two thousands, a lot of it was just like, let's tell a story. And then here, right. Tim, take that story. Right. And I'll go versus like, people want to hear about Carly Pierce's divorce right? Exactly. because it's so visceral and so personal. People want to hear about Thomas Rhett's kids. Mm -hmm. And like, if you have someone that made you feel like you'd never been in love. They want to hear that. Right. Like, it's I mean, cool. without social media, we never would have known that that's not their story. It's just the best right. dang song that came through the office that mm -hmm. week, you know? So yeah, it's, that's another really, I think, exciting part about how the industry has changed in the last few years. Just, 100%. I don't think anybody saw that part of it coming necessarily. And now it's like, oh wait, like they actually, you know, I think Kelsey Ballerini is a great example too. 100%. Like she's just out there on her social media and she's just like, this is what I'm feeling today, blah, blah, Super blah. And that's why people like clung on to her so early. I think she was one of the first people to really embrace that. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Great piece of advice. That <laughs> one's a little heavy for that early on. <laughs> there's some of these, there's some of these who are that are just like, whoa, that's a big question, which is why it's in there. Um, when was the last time you had a gut feeling about something and you turned out to be right? You had a gut feeling like, oh, I should do this. Or actually, I'm going to extend Ooh. the question. When's the last time you had a gut feeling and you turned out to be right or you turned out to be wrong? And what what was going on? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think it definitely would probably just be, for me, it's just like what to release when, mm. I think. And Which is such a gut thing. It's such a gut thing and it changes on a dime and then you're like no actually I think this it's now <laughs> and then you're like wait why did I think that yesterday that was dumb and it's this now and I think it's always that sort of thing when I'm looking at like my calendar or, like my release year first of all terrifying because it makes the time <laughs> of a year feel like it's just gonna go by like that because it's like this release and then a couple months of promoting that and then this release and it's like sometimes I hate looking at time like that but 100%. you do have to be prepared and I think um you know, I mean, Never Been In Love was kind of one of those things. I was going to put it out on, like, Valentine's Day. Mm. And then I was like, mm, it's going to be so many other love songs to compete with. Wouldn't it be more fun to put it out on my birthday? Yeah, <laughs> so nice. I was like, you know, and I also had the dream of getting the number one. And I was like, it's going to be way easier to put it out on a Thursday yeah. if I can, you know, pool as many supporters as possible and try 100%. to hit that. And it actually ended up working so well that it extended through know, the Friday. Was so I was like, I kind of got the, the Friday release, you know, satisfaction yeah. by still releasing on Thursday. So I think that's probably one of them, but just in general, figuring out, like listening back to songs I've written and being like, okay, like what, 
what do I need to say next? Yeah. It's kind of like what I always try to think about. Such a gut thing. Such a gut thing. I was with Lydia, I think, when she heard that it was number one. We are all like, really? whoa, that's crazy. And oh I think my I was gosh. with her the next day, too. She's like, no, it's like still number one. It's crazy. It was crazy. We stayed up all night <laughs> just waiting to see it change. And I have a video of just like when it refreshed and we're all just like screaming so cool that's so cool I, I think it's the first of many many more so I'm, I'm very excited I appreciate for that we shall Let's see. see oh we shall <laughs> see um oh what is the thing that you're the most proud of and let's do outside of music because I sometimes I'm so bad at like I feel like all oh I'm my like pride do I, stuff. Yeah, I'm I like, don't know <laughs> anything that I could be proud of has to be in my career. I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. I have, like, friends. I do other stuff, yeah. right? You know, that is that putting it outside of music is really funny because I think about that a lot, and mm-hmm. I think about what do I do when I'm not doing music? And 100%. honestly, it's not a lot. I'm a pretty dang good roller skater, though. Are you really? Yeah, I used to play roller derby when I was in high school. Are we school. talking, like, the four skates, like, two and yeah, two? Yeah, so, like, the quad skates. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Whip It? Like, I have a body like exactly we're talking about. Yes. yes. So girls just beating each other up on skates. <laughs> it was very good for my high school years. That's dope. Get out a lot of aggression. I want to roller derby. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty fun. It's a good like good hobby, good pastime. Yeah. Just anything I think that anything that can make me excited about exercising is yeah. like probably <laughs> a really good thing. So yeah, I'm probably pretty proud of my like roller derby. Skills. That's dope. I can't roller yeah. derby worth shit. Yeah, I probably can't derby <laughs> anywhere, but I can I can still roll. That's awesome. So do you struggle? with the like um work-life balance for lack of a better term like there's a life yeah because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we are in a similar place where you are you're having success and if you feel like you step off of the hamster wheel oh my you're gosh. missing opportunities yeah and but if you feel like if you don't step off the hamster wheel, you're going to burn out or not feel inspired or whatever. So it's like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you do. Yeah, <laughs> I think I struggle with that the most with writing. Mm. Honestly, I have to, like, convince myself to write a little bit less so that yeah. I have more to say. Right. Because I was at a point last year where I was writing one or two times every day <sighs> and I was like, wait a minute I'm not like my life and my dream isn't to be the writer the songwriter I love writing and it's something I value and it's a tool in my trade that I absolutely love Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day I'm not Lydia Mm. you know yeah I you know I have to I have to reserve that energy a little bit and like convince myself because I love it it's so fun and I love doing it with my friends and it's hard to ration that time a little bit better, but I find that I put my artist hat, you know, in the back seat, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I haven't talked to any of my fans, totally, I haven't posted, totally. I haven't, you know, just sat down and done an Instagram Q&A or, you know, right. things like that, and I think that's been a real, you know, struggle for me, but I've, I'm finally getting there, I think. Yeah. I'm getting to a good balance. But It's trial and error. It a is. lot of it is. It's like it going is. through seasons. And the season that you talked about um, with the writing, I've done that, and I think every one of my friends has done that. It's yeah. the, like, come to town. Oh, I don't really know how to write songs as good as other people. So we correct in the way which is, like, I'm going to write two songs a day. Yep. And you do that. And you go from C to B plus to A to where, like, you yeah. can actually write an A-level song. 
But then you're on that hamster wheel and you're like, oh, I can now write great songs. I don't have to do this every day just to like sharpen my craft. Now I actually need to do this to write songs to put out. Exactly. And to do that, now I need life experience and rest and inspiration because now I know how to, (laughs) when I'm inspired, I know how to turn that into a song. But if I don't (laughs) have inspiration or rest, then I can't write a great song and I can't put it out. Yeah. No, that's, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's definitely the struggle. Um, And you don't want to like tell people like, no, I know. No, I don't want to write right now. <laughs> I know. I'm I know. like, no, of course I want to write with you. You kill to be in the right that the person's asking you to be. Yeah. Like, no, no, I, I would like, love no, to. No, that sounds so good, but in June. <laughs> exactly. But right now, I'm stressed. I'm burnt out. I'm, exactly. Yeah, and you know, life. getting back into touring season, I think, is always mm. that to me brings me so much experience and excitement and and ideas and yeah. You know, just seeing new things, being in new places is always something that inspires me. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to getting back out there. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. Um, do you believe in aliens? Aliens? I don't know, honestly. I feel like probably. That's how I feel too. I don't think about it a lot. Like, I'm not really, like, fervently either way. <laughs> but I, it would be silly to be like, no, definitely not. That's how I, I mean, feel. And we're here. That's a, yep, yep. Big we're old We're basically aliens. So. <laughs> right? I, I, mean, I think that Brooke Alex be... was on the pod, and she was talking about um, how, like, we would be ugly to aliens, and that just made me laugh so hard because we are <laughs> aliens to them. And they're like, oh, they're my like, God, oh look God, at their, they're horrifying. They have holes in their face. And like, you know, like, what are what do they look like? And, yeah, like, yeah. I definitely imagine they probably don't have hair, and they're like, why do they Same. have that? Oh, my gosh, we're probably hideous to them. Probably. But then she goes, well, they're hot to each other. And I was like, that's what's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. It's, it's really all that matters. No, I think they're probably there's probably something out there. Yeah, that's what I think too. Do you think you'll ever go to space in your lifetime? I like to think that I would be down, but I think if I came down to it and I had the opportunity, I'd be like really terrified. Would you? Yeah, Are you I don't know. Of I would like to think. No, I'm not no. afraid of heights. Okay. I would like to think that I would do it. Okay. But also, I'm just like. I don't know. Think about what you could do with that money that it would cost to go to space. I'm like, I don't know. You Hopefully in the future it's do something like, good with it. it's like um, just commercially viable. Where yes, like, I would be like, down oh, for that. you could get a train ticket. I, I have to a space. space shuttle ticket, you know. My... <laughs> yeah. And it's like a price of a Southwest flight. Yeah. yeah I'm down okay. for that. Okay, Southwest, we're waiting for you to take us to space. Yes. Please be the, uh, the first All ones. I can think of right now is the... The Jeff Bezos meme yeah, with the no. cowboy hat. And he's <laughs> exactly. like, hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> like, that's all I think about when I think of space these days. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we can go to space, we're going to play this clip and the next, uh, you'll be on the podcast <laughs> many times before that, but the Perfect. next podcast that we can, we'll do it in space. Love it. Coming Sign from space. It's <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, what is something that you don't give yourself enough credit for? Something that you're good at, but, like, you don't necessarily think about it or it's not on the top of your mind a lot. Um, I think I'm a really good friend. Hmm. That's so sweet. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I, I don't have, like, a lot of close friends, I would say, mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I just prioritize, like, the really solid. I mean, my band is, like, my best friends. Yeah, and, that's very sweet. But I think I'm a really good friend. I think I can anticipate people's needs really well and like, I can know when to go and do something extra for them and, like, go above and beyond. Like, yeah. I've had the same best friend for, like, 10 years, oh, 11 years. And we met at summer camp, and we've always been long-distance friends. And she lived with me 
um, over the pandemic because she okay. was in New York City. Yeah. So she moved in with me, and it was like a really fun new chapter in our like friendship that. that we got to kind of like get to know each other on like a oh you do this on a day to day basis. Like I didn't know that. Um, and I think there were just like a lot of times during that when we kind of got to go back and forth and and kind of just soak in that like yeah this is like a really good lifelong friendship. So That's I think amazing. that like kind of sharpened my underrated my skills, the like childhood lifelong yeah, friend thing definitely definitely especially in the industry that we're in where you, i feel like you have a lot of acquaintances and yeah. a lot of people like oh and yeah no, i technically friends, know them but- yeah and they're a friend and, and they're awesome but that next level like someone who knows you yeah like who are you going to when like shit hits the fan shit hits the exactly. fan and you're like oh it's not good right now <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody needs those i love Absolutely. that you're close to your band too that's really they are the craziest people. I love them so That's much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, if my band's listening, we're not close at all. Um, no, <laughs> and you actually I, hate them. <laughs> I love them very much. <laughs> oh, well, my gosh. thank you so much for being on. I have one more question for you, yes. and then I'm going to let you go, because I know uh, Ryan's got to get to the airport, people. <laughs> he's got a flight to catch. He's got it. He's got it. He just <laughs> chuckled in there. <laughs> <laughs> what is a detail about your story that very few people know? Hmm. That's a good question. Um... What's the thing that when you tell your story or like your parents would be like, yeah. what did you, did you forget about the blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's a couple that are kind of funny. Um, I was homeschooled, which homeschooled. is funny because people. Did you like it or not like it? I was homeschooled until sixth grade. Okay. And then I went to public school from sixth grade to 10th grade. And then mm. I was homeschooled again because I was like. Yikes. I just want to be like done it. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I graduated early. Um and I didn't go to college. And I think people are a lot, some people are surprised to hear that. Because I think a lot of people still Yeah, you know, like, oh you gotta, gotta go to go. college. But I was just like, I don't know, I think I could play cover gigs until I died if the worst case <laughs> scenario happened. So I just moved to Nashville when I was nineteen and That's here I, love I am. That. Also, never eaten red meat, so there's a fun fact. Never eaten red meat. Yep. Have you been like a vegan or vegetarian? Pescatarian. Yeah. Well, growing up in Charleston, you have to eat fish. Yeah. It's yeah, like basically a vegetable. Sense. So. But yeah. Homeschooled, pescatarian. Who didn't go to college? You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Freak who played roller derby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, people are like not even bacon. Like not even. You never bacon. had bacon. No. But I always say it's more for you. Shouldn't be offended. It's more for you. I don't. Yeah, so. I don't understand when people are like people get really by upset other about people's it. dietary choices. <laughs> Makes me laugh. I'm like, that's fun. Yeah, no, it's you. not for me. <laughs> well, I just want to say one more time, really big thank you for coming on. Oh, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, I I really have like just been following along uh, your last year and just been like so impressed and so just like a uh, fan of what you're doing and who you yeah. are and we just have so many uh, of the same friends. So I was like, this is enough. We have to hang out. Yes. And now you're here, and I'm glad that you are. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank we you appreciate for having you a whole me. Lot. We should hang out off camera too. I know. We Next need time to. you're back from I tour, to. we got to celebrate. I would love to. Let's do it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, one more cheers. Cheers. <laughs> All right, y'all, that's another episode of Why Are We Here? Thank you so much for watching and listening um, wherever you are on the treadmill, in your car. Maybe you're cooking a nice salmon dinner, whatever the hell you're doing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Make sure to subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at why are we here underscore podcast. Tag us in your Instagram stories. Uh, tag me at Spencer Crandall. We love you. See you next week. Bye. Why are we here?